Heidi ho, neighbor. Heidi ho. How goes it? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Well, welcome to Pod James Pod uh, podcast. This is episode 006. It's the uh, Sean Bean. Or the Alec yes. Trevelyan of our it's show. A, it's the Alec Trevelyan episode. And this episode, we go into his character and examine every single line that he says in Goldeneye. No, 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 no. We are covering the Living Daylights. And I'm sitting here. My name is Aaron Nix. I'm sitting here with my, my good friend, co-host, slash enemy, Carlin Trammell. How are you, Carlin? I, I don't know. I don't know how I am. I'm a little, I gotta say, I'm a little disappointed is, already. Is, is QK not giving you the notes? Is that why you don't know how you are? Well, we'll talk about QK and, and my issue with her oh, notes in just a oh, minute. But oh, we am, will talk about QK. Yes, yes. Let me, let me just, let me just say, I just want to get this out there. I'm a little frustrated Okay. with this, one of yeah. the co-hosts on this show. Uh, is, are, are you talking about me? No, I'm not talking about you. You showed up. I'm talking about Alabama Dog. Alabama Dog nowhere to be what found you, today. He's not what here. What are you? What are you? What are you he's talking about? He's Alabama outside. Dog isn't here. Where he's not here for this show. He's I'm out. a little. I'm a little concerned about his level of commitment to this podcast. He hosts in spirit, and you you know this. This is the agreement we signed up for. He does. He does all the work on the back end. I just don't feel like he is committed to this show. Like, I think he feels like it takes what too much time, or he's got better things to do, or he's got other, uh, you know, other obligations and responsibilities. And I just don't think he has the devotion to this podcast that maybe he should. When he signed Listen. up for it, when he agreed to do this podcast, I expected more. Okay. No, no, I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. You're frustrated, but. Alabama Dog, since we've started the podcast, uh, however many months ago, six months ago, uh, he, his reputation has skyrocketed as the Alabama Dog. And he's been really active in the Alabama area with shelters and you know being a spokesperson. And he's, he's out there getting the pod, James Pod message to the public. Do you feel though that's the case, or do you feel like he's out there getting the Alabama dog message to the people? You know, you know, I, I don't know. You know, I haven't been to one of his speaking events, <laughs> and uh, let's—I mean, he's 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 got many speaking events scheduled for the next couple months or so. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Well, I think he's—I mean, I mean, it all he, started when he he wanted to try and educate people. You know, it it, it all came out of this this motivation to educate people. And Didn't he set up a, 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 like a program called yeah. Alabama Dog U. I, I know all about this. Well, I'm, I'm telling, explaining to the listeners who oh. may not be aware of it. Okay, okay. And so yeah. he has these <laughs> these sessions, you know, Alabama Dog U, where you go and you can learn about. I don't know. Yeah. I haven't been to one of them, but I mean, it's just it's he he he. I mean, I, this is you know, I've never been to one of these, but I've I've seen blog posts and photos and poorly made videos based based on these uh he he, he had one where he talked about uh how to ride in a truck he likes ride. riding in trucks yeah, right. well in the back like in the back of a truck 
yeah, versus yeah. in the passenger yeah, exactly. seat. Exactly. I mean, it's dangerous, right? I mean, it's it, it's illegal. I assume in most states. Um, I don't know about Alabama. I don't Apparently, know it's not illegal. But he's he teaches people how to do it properly. Well, he teaches dogs how to do it pro- properly. Everybody. Well, anybody who will attend the uh, Alabama. Yeah, dog if you can understand, if you're a human and can understand Alabama dog, then you know obviously you can attend. So, are are you are you just are you jealous that you don't have a, a Carlin Trammell University? Is that is that what's going on? Not here? at all. You know why I'm not? Because I why? am a I'm a co-host of the greatest James Bond podcast that is the available on the internet. You know, you know how we're the greatest. You know how we know it. I mean, we 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 have. Let's see, we we're, we're up to seven reviews now on seven. iTunes. Seven reviews, a total of seven reviews. Seven. Are you seven kidding me? Star ratings. I mean, oh ratings, <laughs> seven ratings. Right, sorry, we have seven only. Ratings. F- I think we only have four. Four written written four reviews, reviews on the U.S. store. Yes. No, you're right. Seven, well, seven reviews, seven star ratings. Sorry. Well, you know I what that tell, says to me. Then uh-huh. I'll, and I'll then maybe I'll use this to kind of transition into my QK issue. It oh, says gosh. to me that we have some listeners out there. You know, we've talked before about how you know, okay, you're a listener, I'm a listener. Alabama Dog is a listener. Mm-hmm. QK is a maybe listener. Maybe we have more. Maybe it's, we have more. It appears as though to me that we have more. So I, I have a confession. I did not listen to our last episode. Not even while we were recording it did I listen. Mm-hmm. So when it yeah, came, that was pretty obvious. <laughs> when it came time to watch the movie for this show, mm-hmm. I I got the notes from QK and she had on there uh, to watch. Uh, she just had Dalton and then she had like Li, and so I I mistakenly watched License to Kill, <laughs> and then realized later, you know, as you and I were talking, oh, it was Living Daylights I was supposed to watch. So I like watched like most of License to Kill and then stopped and then watched The Living Daylights. Or she she wrote L I and you, you L I you, you didn't you didn't know if that was licensed or living. Well, I would assume she was what you're saying the L I if it was the uh-huh. Living Daylights, but she just put L I. So I thought, oh, license to kill. Okay, I got it. So you're blaming this on QK. She should have taken better notes. Is all I'm saying. I'm not blaming it on okay. anyone per se. I guess I'm kind of blaming it on her. Yes, but no, okay. I'm not blaming her. I, I mean, I'm blaming her, but I'm not blaming her at the same time. Well, can, well, can she get on right now and like explain herself right now? I mean, I mean, can we do that? Uh, if I she think, did I, that, she would, she would be disrupt. I would that would be disrupting the various tasks that I have her already working on. The various important tasks that she is in the middle of doing that she needs to accomplish. By tasks, you mean tweeting me pictures of cats. Is that what she does on Twitter? I don't know. I don't. I don't really oh. pay attention to what she does on Twitter. Oh, if you only knew! If you only knew. Okay. So, so, well, so I don't you want to. You know, I don't want to. I don't know. I don't know what to do now. You know, like I feel as though with since I've watched two movies or most of one and then another one, like that. That's really like that's not what we set out to do. And it's kind of messed with me because, like, so now I'm like, okay, which which scene did that take place in? Was it License to Kill? Or was it Living Daylight? So, like, I so just, be, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it up to you. Like, you're, whatever... you're mixing you're mixing the movies up simply because of Timothy Dalton. That's what you're saying. Not simply because I mean I watched them you know back to back. Okay. Okay. Uh, I mean, 
All right. Well, <laughs> we'll 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 try to we'll try to make this work. And you know, I I have a confession. It took me it took me about three different nights to finish the Living Daylights. So wait, wait, why why three different nights? I mean, what? what... <laughs> uh, because I fell asleep. <laughs> I fell asleep the first night. I I watched like a half hour of the Living Daylights, and I just fell asleep. The second night, I tried again, and of course I had to rewatch it because I'm like, what the heck's going on? Because uh, it, I'll, I'll be honest, the Dalton movies never really been on my radar. They're not usually ones that are on TV a whole lot, and I, I've had I've had kind of a bad taste in my mouth from them ever since I've watched them when I was little. Um, so well, don't I, I'm not on VHS tapes for one. <laughs> laser discs, laser, laser discs. discs. Right. Oh, it's dangerous. Anyway, so it took me three different times to actually finish it all the way through. And in fact, just before this, uh, before we started talking here, I sat down and I had to rewatch some scenes. I'm like, I, I completely forget what's going on here. <laughs> um, Are you so, dumb? I mean, what? <laughs> no, it's because I kept falling asleep. And I'm like, I, I, I don't know if I kept missing scenes, but well, like I finished the movie and I'm like, wait a second here. There, there are some big gaps in this movie that I'm not aware of that I had to go back and revisit. Well, does here's, that, does here's a sense? suggestion for you. Next time you, we watch one of these movies and you're setting out to sit down and try and watch, uh, like, say, our next movie, which we'll, we'll talk about later, what that movie you're, will be. Yeah. I would suggest maybe getting just a couple of drops or maybe just one drop of peppy coffee. I you know that's that's exactly why this is happening. I ran out of peppy coffee because I live in Nebraska now. I had my uh, peppy coffee subscription where they delivered it to my house and the gum every day to my house. Right. Uh, Did but you let that run out? I, I let that run out. And I was expecting a Christmas present from either you or Alabama dog. That is, never came. Oh, I, I was waiting for this. I was waiting for this. Um, uh-huh. And it's... Oh, I was expecting a Christmas come present out. and I never got one. Yeah. No, no, I mean... No, no, I get it. You're, get you're it. hurting the, by not giving me a birth or a Christmas gift... Of peppy coffee, uh, you're hurting the podcast and you're hurting the listeners right now that having no. listened to us talk about peppy coffee and uh, you know random stuff they don't really care about. No. They're here to listen about James Bond. I get it. I get it that you're upset with me that I didn't get you a Christmas gift this year. And can I? Would you? Uh-huh. Would you allow me to perhaps explain? Perhaps explain to you why I had not gotten you a Christmas gift. And we'll say. I'll Proceed. go ahead and say this. Yet. I'm using little air quotes. Yet. Oh. Oh. Okay. Because okay. is it alright if I if I divulge a little personal information about your about you? I'm scared, but I'm scared but sure. Well, I mean let me just let me just congratulate you on the birth of your second child. Sean, <sighs> Roger, Timothy, Pierce, Daniel, Nix. It's kind of a mouthful, but I, I, I applaud you on that. I'm uh I've heard that George Lazenby and his family are a little upset. But uh, that's okay. Um, they're, they're just gonna have to deal with it. But um, congratulations on the birth you, of thank your you, thank you. I, thank I'm you. hoping to soon also include a baby gift for you. Oh, that has not uh, it just hasn't come together yet. So that they, baby you, gift is it is it going to be a monogrammed gift? Because that might take up a lot of space. I'm just warning you right now. That's part of the issue. Is the name is so long that it's taking okay. like weeks okay. to get this monogramming done. I've I've come into issues with that. I mean, the birth certificate is 
like it, they had to have it print out a second page simply because of <laughs> the they, name. Are they using still the paper with the like little circles on the side that you have to tear off? The little uh, uh, dot matrix printers are still printing. I don't. I don't. On that. <laughs> yeah. It just it, in it's, Nebraska. It's like, it's, that's what I'm it's saying. Like, yeah, I'm making like, fun of it's Nebraska. Like, it's like three feet long. <laughs> like it just. It took like it took like a few weeks just to print. <laughs> I mean the pop. I mean they. they they can get away with this because the population is so low in Nebraska right now right. that um, that they can afford to keep using those printers. Yeah. So anyway, so we just got it. So I I ask you if that's the problem because it's a problem with us. So okay, okay. Well, th- thank you for your congratulations, and um, I you know I sh- I guess I'll be expecting a uh, a baby gift as well. I'd say at and, some point, and Sean, and Sean will. <laughs> some point before the child's. Third or fourth birthday, I would I would look for that. Well, hopefully, it comes before we finish this podcast. Whenever we get to episode twenty four, twenty five, however many we do. Do you think, listeners, when when we talk about the the finite nature of the show, the fact that we see is that and, discouraging? Do is you, that discouraging? Do you think that's discouraging, or do you think that they're excited by that? Do you think it's like, oh, thankfully, I won't have to listen anymore after? You know, maybe- like you know, I, twenty more episodes, they'll be done. I think of it like episodic TV. So, and I, I, I feeling you may you may feel the same way. But like when there's a series that you really like, um, I I always prefer to know that the series has an end in sight. So when I watch, uh, when I'm on season three of Breaking Bad, I like to know that oh, season five will be the last season. Great. So I know it's not just going to be drug on and drug on right. and it's just never going to end. I know that they have a reason and, you know, there's an actual arc to the characters. Uh, so I believe, I, I think audience can respect that there's going to be an arc to the series. Yeah, I agree. I, agree. Yeah. I mean, I felt the same way about the show Lost, which uh, uh-huh. I know some people weren't happy with how that ended. But the reason I bring mm-hmm. up Lost is that it's actually the Living Daylights related it's, I mean, I, I bring up Lost specifically. Like, you bring up television, uh, and then I said Lost, and I'm, I'm actually working <laughs> to get us back on topic because one of the <laughs> characters in Lost, the, the actor who played Jack's dad, he was in The Living Daylights. What, who, who, what actor? He was Felix. Oh, really? John, John Terry. I like John. Ter- I like Felix's little scene in this movie. I, 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 was, I was thinking, and having, having watched chunks of a uh, license to kill i was kind of kind of regretting that john terry hadn't continued on as felix in the next hmm. movie hmm. because i liked him and i liked him in his uh like the, it's almost like this uh, charlie's angels-esque uh, group of well he's just got two <laughs> girls working for him but it's just like yeah this, like they're they're hookers and they're those agents <laughs> and they, they bring him in and he like turns around and he has this cupboard with the alcohol in it <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I, I love how the Americans are perceived in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, that that's that's really interesting. You know, there's I I also noticed another an interesting casting choice in the Living Daylights um, that I thought was really interesting that continued within the Bond series, and that was the character of Whitaker, so Joe Don Baker, right? So he's a uh, He's in two of Brosnan's movies, the first yes. two. Yeah, and he – so he's uh, – so 
when we talked about GoldenEye, we, we, we discussed how the very beginning of GoldenEye with 006, that they said it happened, what, 10 years prior? Oh, right, or right, 10 right. Or eight, <laughs> year, eight years prior. And we, we talked about how, so the Pierce Brosnan bond was taking place during the Dalton movies. Well, even the Moore, like, even back into the out. Roger Moore yeah. era. Right, yeah, right. back when the Roger Moore era. So uh, the fact that, Joe Don Baker, it's Whitaker, was in the Living Daylights as an arms dealer who Dalton eventually kills. It, it makes you wonder, like, did he come back alive and turn into a good guy for the for the CIA, for Goldeneye? Uh, or is it his twin brother <laughs> that comes back in the Goldeneye? Like, why would they cast somebody who was a villain and recast him as, like, a good guy in the, in, you know, a movie that comes soon after it's very interesting and even if he was a twin brother Uh then why doesn't uh pierce brosnan's bond immediately not like like not knowing like whoa here there's whitaker i thought he killed him you know and like pull his gun on him yeah he doesn't he doesn't have that that sort of animosity towards him at all so it makes you think if there's an alternate reality going on in the late 80s where there's a dalton bond and a pierce brosnan bond Oh, i see you're just doing whatever you can to get to get rid of the Dalton Bonds. You're trying to retcon them out of existence, to use a, a comic no, book term. No, absolutely not. Yes. Yes, I, yes, I am. No, no. No. no, see, you know, I, I actually, I'll <laughs> why say... Can't there, I, why can't there be an alternate universe? Why can't why can't they pull, like, a Star Trek uh, 2009 and pull uh, out, like, a whole alternate... Oh, no, no, I, oh, I opened up a can of worms, audience members. <laughs> but there could be an alternate universe where they can coexist. I don't really understand why people have a problem with Dalton's bond. And and I Who was, said I had a problem? Who said I had a problem? With well you said you the whole movies you said at the beginning. I don't, we could go back and listen to the tape, but you were I, saying I, I said that I had a bad taste growing up and that I was and, and I don't you were really saying, know. It took me like 3 hours to watch it. It was just like yeah, okay, I don't, I don't going really and, I, I wasn't really too familiar. I'm you know, if I could pick any bond movies I'm not really familiar with is the two Dalton movies. And I, looking at them now, we can get into this later if you want, but I have a different outlook on The Living Daylights. You have a different outlook coming coming out of it than you did going into it is what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. 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 Absolutely. Okay. I don't want to forget about this, this other thing that we should do. I don't want to not talk about The Living Daylights. But I don't. I oh. don't feel as though we. I feel like we need to not forget this part, and that is. Bring it on! Bring it on! We have dodgeball teams that we have started setting up. Uh, dodgeball. I like that you are creating like a little sound bumper for this. That's nice. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Well, I was gonna. I was gonna use that and uh, you know put some uh, reverb on it. You know, make it cool. Make, make it, it sound like no. the laser disc people. Laser disc, dodgeball, dodgeball, dodgeball. No, it's not the laser disc. We had this discussion. It's it's Dolby Digital. Dolby Digital. That's right. That's right. Dodgeball Digital. <laughs> okay, so uh, after after last month when we chose our teams, I, um, I, you know, the audience probably, listeners probably know that my team, the Aaron team completely annihilated the Carlin team in what? last month's what? What? last month's match. <laughs> when did I this mean, happen? I, I mean, 
you weren't there? You weren't there? Well, maybe that's why your team stunk it up. I mean, Solitaire didn't even show up because I sent Roger Moore to her house ahead of time. I, I'd like to see the footage of, of anyone Tiger, attempting to Tiger hit t- Boris with a dodgeball because he is invincible. Tiger Tanaka on your team was just sitting in the corner hiding being a ninja. And I don't think he knew like that he had to participate in the game because he was too busy about you know revealing that he was in the room. <laughs> That's all so right. Because just... Cigar Girl was just – she was just – throwing dodgeballs with both hands and kicking them and like just like <laughs> they were going all over <laughs> hitting Baron Samedi in the head <laughs> okay well we'll have to we'll have to review the tape maybe maybe like a sports center top 10 uh top 10 plays type recap of last month all right okay so i think we had talked about we could add a member uh-huh. Uh, of our, of a, you know, we could add to our teams, and even yeah. do. I don't, what did we say? We could add a member and then trade somebody out, or just add a member. Yes. So every every new episode up until we each reach ten players on our team, okay, okay, we're allowed to add like one player. So since we each have five players, we'll add a player. And if we wanted to do any trades, or now is the time um, to do it. Yeah, now is the time to do them. Uh, but once you once you drop a player, that player becomes fair game for the other team. Okay, so for example, so, if I drop Tiger Tanaka, uh-huh. he would be I could fair game. You could pick him up. Yeah. So this week you 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 get to choose first. So if you if you go ahead and choose a, a six player, and but you have to make all of your changes at the beginning. I could go ahead and pick up Boris if you dropped Boris. Okay. Please drop Boris. Drop Boris. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not dropping Boris. I can I can tell you that. <sighs> well, yeah. I I will say that I am going to add. Timothy Dalton's James Bond to my team. So I now have a James Bond on my team. And it is going to be Timothy Dalton. I feel as though, because he he, he looks like he wears a lot of looser clothing than uh, <laughs> than the previous uh, Bonds did. Like, he's not, you know, like those, those suits. And, like, he's wearing those, like, windbreakers that seem a little more loose-fitting. I think that's going to come into play, uh, making him just a little more agile, a little more uh, a little sp- more, more spry on the on the court. And so uh, I think he's... So like, that- so the, the '80s war, the '80s wardrobe is doing it for you. Uh, yeah, I think I think it's perfect for for this dodgeball team. Okay, that's that's a you know that's a smart choice. I mean, there's, I mean, Dalton is a very serious Bond. Uh, yeah, and he's and not. He's yeah, he is not messing he, around. Like he, this, is he will not point. take this game lightly. He is going to get. In fact, he's going to get quite annoyed if anyone is messing around. If you look all through <laughs> Living Daylights, he is constantly rolling his eyes. He is constantly exasperated, and that tells me he is serious about what he uh-huh. sets out to do. So there's not going to be any of this. Like, I mean, yeah, occasionally he, you know, he's like, oh, he got the boot. He's making a little jokes here and there, but that is, I mean, it is very limited in what he's doing there. He is getting the job done. He is your your bond. You're gonna to have to sit there and listen to him crack. Like he'll, you know, he'll throw a ball. He'll beam one of my guys in the head, and then like you gotta sit there for like a half an hour listening to crack jokes for a while. But 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 the difference is that my bond, Roger Moore, hardly does any work, but he still gets the job done with style. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> so he he uses almost no energy, <laughs> and things will happen around him that will be that will benefit Roger Moore. Yes. Um, so I, you know, that's, that's a strategic choice there. Uh, so are you going to drop anybody or substitute anybody in? I will tell you, I contemplated, um, 
swapping out one of the players for the Miriam Dabo character, Kara, or Kara, or however they said it. But uh, ultimately, I decided against it. Um, though I, I like that character a great deal, I don't think she's a strong enough replacement for any of the uh, is, is any it of her the... cello skills that was you know tempting you. No, it's just it's just her. I, I she I, for whatever reason, and I cannot really. Uh, nor probably should I articulate it. She she is probably <laughs> one of my uh, favorite Bond girls, and, and uh, prob- probably because she might be the one who's the most approachable of all the Bond girls. They're all exotic. Mm-hmm. They're all they're all beautiful, but they're all like there's no way Carlin Trammell's ever hanging out with that girl. But well, there's no. Yeah, yeah. But this girl, okay. she's a little more like she's a little more real. Like they're, you know, she and Bond are going out to the fair together. They're going to hang out at a concert together. There's like this little like uh, uh, romantic comedy bit of the movie, and you're like, I don't know, just as you're watching, you're like, oh, you know, she seems like she'd be kind of a fun person to hang out with. Where I don't she's... think any of the other Bond girls are like, oh, she'd be fun to hang out with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it also it also helps that she's there's no mystery around her. Like there's no twists and turns with her character, she doesn't backstab Bond, or you know, and she and she's really the only girl in this movie, where you know usually Bond is divided between you know the bad girl and the good girl, and who, which one's the bad one, which one's the good one, or whatever. Right. But really, she is she consumes Bond for the entire movie, so you have you know you actually have time to develop a relationship there. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not okay. going to do any uh, dropping. I don't have to, right? I don't have to drop. Okay. A character. I don't have to drop. A well, I'm. Team, I right? no, yeah, I understand. I'm, but I'm keeping my out eye out for Kara for later episodes because you know you you just told me that you're interested in her, so I'm I'm keeping my out out. Oh, okay. Eye okay. out for her. Okay. Um, personally, I would have picked her up for her cello skills because you know that's not not her shooting skills. Okay. Well, I I'm gonna pick a, a sixth player. Okay. If you're if you're done, I'm done. Um, I'm going to pick, hmm, you know, I, I think I'm going to pick Necros <laughs> from the living daylights. Yes. That's a good pick. Uh, the, the henchman from this movie. Um, why? Because I think he had the best scene in the entire movie. The, the milkman fight scene, uh, you know, takeover of the the huge estate was my favorite scene in the entire movie. And I, I feel like he's a good assassin. He can fight anybody. He's got milk bottles he's throwing at people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. There's some throwing. So you, you, you yeah, yeah. He's of... he's a he's a great thrower, and not many characters <laughs> you see like their throwing skills. Um, but he is uh, he's he's very athletic and very big and very you know. You, you see him get in the pool, and he's he's he caught the robe, so you know he can catch. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, anyway, so Necros, that's who I'm going with. Okay, that's that's a great pick. Um, and, and he wears headphones all the time, so like he'll just and it, it, they turn up magically when he kills people. <laughs> I don't I don't know how his headphones turn up so loud. It's a great pick, and I'm glad you do. brought up the milkman scene because. That has within it a little sub-scene that is one of my favorite or one of the most notable scenes in a Bond film, I would say, ever. And I think okay. it's very important that this happens. Is that he shows he shows up as the milkman and eventually he and a like a regular guard 
get into one of the yeah. most awesome yeah. fights in the kitchen. That's what I'm talking about. That's why I loved it so much. I have no idea who no this, idea who this guy is. You start rooting for, I'm like, by the end, I'm rooting for this guy. There's, I don't know if he has a name. I didn't look at the credits. I, I probably should have because this guy is like, he is my favorite character yeah. in the movie suddenly. I'm like, this guy it, who is nobody. It, and, and, and he puts up I, a really good fight. Yeah. Because you always see this like in movies where like the bad guy shows up and he like just takes out all the guards or he takes out all the police guy, you know, the police. Yeah. Or, guards and police officers in movies are always incompetent. And, uh-huh. and in this movie... It's only the double O agents that aren't Bond that are incompetent. This regular yeah. guard winds up putting yeah. up a, a five minute fight with the milkman. <laughs> uh, you know, you know, he came into the room and I just expected the milk guy to to shoot him or strangle him right away, but no, he just kept going and going, and they're burning each other's faces <laughs> and throwing and throwing boiling water at each other, and I'm like, man, this is good. <laughs> this is it was it was probably the best scene in the movie. I agree. Yeah, with you. yeah, I yeah, definitely. So. Uh, well, so we both agree, best scene in the movie is the Milkman scene that has nothing to do with James Bond. I, I love it. I love it. Uh, so, okay. Are you switching anybody out in your team? You know what? I think I have a great team. I think I have a fantastic team. I think my one weak link right now is... Um, the coach. You know what? I don't. I don't know why you have to do that. The coach. What am I doing? You didn't even show up to the match last month. <laughs> I'm sorry. My, it was just my, there. My, it was just there, and I, I, I said it. I'm sorry. My my one my one weak link, I think, is Renard. I say that because, uh, you know, I, uh, Renard from the world is not enough, and he he, he doesn't have any feeling or he feels no pain. And that's why I picked him. But honestly, in the movie, like you think he's you think he's the main villain, but he did the the uh, the Dark Knight Rises switch where he's not really the main <laughs> villain. So it's like it, it's really the importance of Renard is diminished significantly, and I, I just don't want him to feel like he's the second tier guy. And which that's part of the reason why I uh, recruited Necros to be on my team. Another henchman. Um, uh, t- to kind of to kind of validate Renard. Okay, so are you switching him out or not? No, 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 no. I'm I'm keeping. So him. so you just spent like I... the last ten minutes talking about Renard. <laughs> and we talked about we what did we talk about? We talked about Cigar Girl for a while. She's not even a character. I'm just saying, Renard's not even in the movie that we're talking about on this episode. Okay. You just, you just you know went on your little... Fine. Oh, I'll edit, I'll I give an edit. ode to Renard. How I doth love thee, Renard. <laughs> no, I was saying he's my weak link. And he was feeling... He's Though feeling you be a insignificant. weak link, I shall still keep you on my team. For I do love you. I feel for you, though you can never feel for me. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. This, you know, this is for all the Renard fans out there. <laughs> yes, that'd be fine. Those are those are really the true fans of this podcast. As the is the Renard. I'm, circle I'm looking of for. I'm looking for more iTunes reviews and people people over in whatever countries from Russia or whatever. They're like, oh yes, I've been waiting for this. <laughs> This podcast pod, podcast is the best podcast because they actually finally appreciate <laughs> Renard the way he should be appreciated. 
Exactly. I'm waiting for our five star review. <laughs> Simply about Renard. <laughs> it could happen. Give credit where credit's due. It could happen. Okay, so we've got our we've got our dodgeball team set. Um, mm-hmm. All right, so living daylights. We talked about uh, we talked about our favorite scene. We talked a little about Felix. We, uh, I've talked about the Bond girl, but I yeah. do think we haven't really, even though we've sort of broached the subject, we haven't really talked about Dalton as much as I'd like to. And oh, I know we we're kind of coming close to the end of uh, of our our desired time, but uh, I, I do <laughs> I do like Dalton as Bond, uh-huh. and I think Why? some of it. You know, our, I, I think our watching it out of order, to some extent, does this movie more than any other movie, perhaps, a little bit of a disservice. Because there is something about this movie and its resetting in the face of what the previous seven movies had been that I think uh-huh. makes this movie uh, super important. Mm-hmm. Despite the fact that I do agree that it is dry, too long, goes into like you know, it's like this short story they expanded out to a two-hour movie, and it's mm-hmm. sort of like it sort of meanders at times, and there are some things about it that are uh, perhaps boring. But that said, I think it's a good strong intro vehicle for Dalton, who is a very strong Bond who turns the franchise around uh, and points it into a more serious direction that I think it needed. Okay. Okay. You know, I, I, I can completely understand that. I can see that. Um, my, I guess my biggest beef is that did it go far enough? Did it, did it actually, did the movie actually help Timothy Dalton out at all? Um, and I watched this and I, you know, I didn't mind Timothy Dalton. I, I felt like he did a, he's a, he's a good actor. I think he's, he's good in, um, you know, almost everything I see him in. And uh, he's more than capable of playing Bond, especially like an action-driven Bond. Um, you know, I there there was you know I'm glad he would, didn't didn't pull out the Roger Moore. He didn't go straight, uh, you know, Sean Connery or anything like that. Um, I would have liked to have seen some sort of humor with him, some sort of personality with him. Uh, mostly because I you know this movie is very plot-driven, like you said. It's they kind of drag it out, and tend, some of it tends to be boring. And the most we get from him is the the romance, and the romance is kind of what saves this movie uh, for me. Uh, but I, I it's hard for me to watch Timothy Dalton without thinking of Neville Sinclair. <laughs> I'm just saying the that char- just say- the character from The Rocketeer, his yes. his villainous yes. character. Yeah, yeah, it's because The Rocketeer is so influential in my life. It's almost impossible for me to look at Timothy Dalton as anybody but a villain. So when I, I watch him as James Bond, I'm half expecting him to like pull out this like swastika or something, <laughs> or, or or the Zeppelin to start flying overhead. Um, it's that was an hard. interesting twist for the uh, series to go in. I think to like just suddenly <laughs> reveal that all this time we didn't know it, but all this time James Bond was actually a Nazi. That's what I'm thinking of. And I know this is just me. This is just me. And it, it might be people of uh, my generation or, you know, my age range or whatever. Uh, well, I, I would say, to, interesting, because I'm, I'm slightly older than you. My, my initial re, um, uh, exposure to Dalton was Prince Baron in Flash Gordon. And oh. for a long time, that's who I thought of whenever I saw Dalton. 
Um, okay. I think I've gotten away from that now. I've seen Dalton and enough other things, you know, from uh, mm. this to uh, uh, Hot Fuzz to he's actually in an episode great. of Doctor That's Who. Great. He, he, you know, the Beautician and the Beast, you know, all those things that he's been in. Yeah. That uh, I get. I guess it's because you know usually usually the Bond actors have not really been well known. You know, they have not had franchises before they start the Bond. The Bond is the franchise, and. Uh, even though you know actors like you know, like Daniel Craig have have had other successful movies other than the Bond movies, uh, it's to me like when I when I think of an actor, I think of the most memorable movies, and I think of the Rocketeer, and I think of him as a bad guy, and I can't think of him as James Bond. Like I see, I watch the movie, and he's good, he's good in it, but it just looks like Timothy Dalton pretending to be James Bond. Um. And I know that may seem stupid. It may, it's like, maybe it's because he is too serious. Maybe if he was a little bit more lighthearted or had, you know, just a, a couple more jokes or, you know, there's, there's a balance of the seriousness and the, the kind of playfulness Bond has. I, I felt like, uh, I felt like Pierce Brosnan, you know, executed that really, really well in the movies after Dalton. And I think it's been a complaint going further, even though we haven't dealt into the Craig movies yet, though you bring up Skyfall every episode. Oh, I was- I was going to. Um, <laughs> that we that's that's been a struggle. You know, the first couple of Daniel Craig movies, he's very serious, and then and then in Skyfall, they they lighten him up a little bit. It's still very serious, but they you know uh-huh. he gets a little bit lighter. And uh, so I guess I brought he, up Skyfall this time. He does. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> no, I, I, even with Daniel Craig, I, he the movies are more serious. They're more, I guess, mature, and they you know they take the movies take themselves more seriously. I feel like he still has plenty of comedic moments. Or, um, um, I don't know. Right. Like, well, I mean, like, like the pie fight in Quantum of Solace is a, <laughs> is a clear example of that where, you know, they're bringing in some comedy that was much needed. Exactly. <laughs> like the, <laughs> the pie fight. I forgot, I forgot about that scene. <laughs> uh, that's funny. But it is, it is, it is kind of, is refreshing because we had dealt with Roger Moore for so long and I'll just say it. Um, it seems like a Roger Moore movie uh, without Roger Moore, and I, I felt like to make it a Timothy Dalton movie, they needed to they needed to do the Golden Eye uh, revamp. They needed to do like get rid of everything and just kind of start over um, in terms of style and everything. Well, this one at least was a very classic yeah. Bond kind of Absolutely. movie, which I think was a good, which was in one sense a good way for this for him to start was like, okay, here's just a basic bond plot. Go and see what you do with it. And then we'll get crazy for the next one. And I think that's actually kind of a good way to do the series at this point. Now that there's been 23 movies, let's, let's do one where it's kind of typical bond. And then let's do something crazy. The next one and just kind of alternate from here. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. I agree. And I think, I think having only one girl in this movie was probably the best thing about this movie because it it let us actually get to know Timothy Dalton and and he, instead of him having to start all these different relationships or anything like that. But I mean, I, I guess the only other women in this movie, only other girl besides Money Money Penny, was a uh, um, Pushkin's wife or girlfriend or something. And well, she's barely that in was it too. <laughs> that was that was the most bizarre scene of the movie uh, because after. Uh, Pushkin alerts his guard or whatever that Bond's in there. Uh, Timothy Dalton just rips off her clothing. 
<laughs> to distract the guard, but then he just attacks him right away anyway. It was I was like, why is he taking off her clothes? <laughs> Well, the same thing kind of happened. Like, it, it, there's there's definitely a, a nudity or or a close to it used for distraction in this movie. That's a theme of this movie because the uh, yeah. the guard at the uh, uh-huh. the base for the pipeline she does the same thing when she's trying to distract yeah. the guy from looking at the control panel. Like, what, like, what's what's with this like like using this nudity <laughs> just as a distraction? I don't know. I I thought it was bizarre, but kind of funny at the same time. Yeah, that seemed that seemed almost like a Roger Moore thing if you think about it. Like if you were like it'd be fun to watch this movie and pretend it was Roger Moore doing those same scenes and how would he have done it? Um, that's what I that's what I was doing a lot. I mean, a lot of Timothy Dalton's lines, I felt like he could have delivered them as like a sarcastic, ironic kind of way like Roger Moore does, and it would completely change the tone of the movie. Um so may, maybe Dalton realized that and he's like, "You know what? I'm just going to play this straight." Yeah. Well, that's. I think that was for the best. Yeah. No, I agree. All right. Well, so we. Uh, I think we're at the point where it's time to yeah. uh, give our feedback on the movie as far as where we think it uh, stands in uh, the pantheon of Bond films: top tier, middle tier, bottom tier. Yeah. So, and, uh, what do you think? Um. You know, I I I, I said that I've had bad tastes about this movie for a long time. Um, I ended up liking Dalton more than I, I, I usually give him credit for. I, things I really didn't like about this movie is that there's no, there's no real villain in this movie. There's no real opponent. Um, I felt like Necros, the henchman was like the main villain really. Um, the more, the most threatening, the, the biggest threat in the movie. Um, I would put this in the middle for me. Okay. Uh, so I, I kind of, so if I write opinion. down middle, that's what it, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, middle. Put it in the middle. Right. And okay, so you you've been kind of bottom heavy lately with movies we've watched. Uh, so are you are you going to switch this up a little bit here? Well, to recap, I mean, you now have six movies rated where you've got two in the top, one in the bottom, and three in the middle. Yeah, I'm and middle I have. Heavy. I've had two in the middle, two in the bottom, one in the top. So, oh, I'm oh. not I'm not too too dissimilar. I kind of want. I think like for you, you said this. You've always had kind of a a bad taste in your mouth for these Dalton movies. Mm-hmm. I, I did not watch these when they came out, but uh, I remember when they did, just being excited about Bond and seeing the commercials and. I think my parents went to see the Bond movies, and I just had, like, that was sort of when a little bit of my fascination with Bond started, even though I didn't watch them until a few years later. I, I had a, I, I do have a bit of the, this, like, oh, I, I was excited about Dalton, like, I did know him from Flash Gordon. Um, so, and I didn't have the whole, like, I know a lot of people were upset about Dalton because Pierce Brosnan was going to be Bond at the time. So there's, like, there's all this, like, history Mm-hmm. And this baggage that this movie has that I, I don't think I have with it. Um, so I will say I want to put it in my top. But after watching it again, despite the fact that I like Dalton, despite the fact that I really like uh, Miriam D- uh, Dabo, um, despite the fact that I like that it's a restart in a, in a more serious tone, uh, I don't know if I can put it in my top tier. So I would say it's probably more at the top of the middle. I'm going to go ahead and put it middle. Okay. But uh, okay. if we were going to segment further down it, it, it's good it's good I middle. thought I thought for sure this would be on your top 
I mean, you almost put Miriam Miriam Diabo on your dodgeball team for crying out loud. Yeah, I just uh, I don't know. I don't know if I and maybe we'll get to the end. You know, we'll look at our we'll look at our uh, our rankings and we'll be a little off center. And I would say, well, okay, I guess Living Daylights has got to be in the top. Maybe that's that's what happens. Yeah. But there is no boat makeout scene in this movie, so I'm there. There is. That. You're right. You're right. Um, and what what a horrible way what a horrible last shot to end this movie on they just like they just like pan over to the the wooden curtain or whatever the wardrobe curtain i'm like what (laughs) this is like the ugliest shot to end like this you know fantastical james bond movie aaron what have you chosen for episode 007 (sighs) 007 this is a big this is a big choice i feel like there's a lot of pressure here uh but the next movie uh, for episode 007 will be Octopussy. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Yes. Octopussy. Yeah. Can't wait. I can't wait. All right. Well, I think we did it. I think we did another episode, another great episode. This one runs a little long, but that's okay. I think uh, I think it was important because, you know, Dalton won't get as many episodes devoted to him as some of our other uh, know, Bond we're, actors. So it's all right. And, it's a, we're going to have his family calling us complaining like, Hey guys, why, you know, what's, what's the deal? And I, I felt like we spent a good, you know, longer time. He's on your dodgeball team. He is, I mean, he is. he is a fantastic shot in this movie too. But I just want to say that and the, the shoot, the gun out of uh, Kara's hand. And then uh, the shoot uh, Pushkin in, in the chest. Like that was, that those are tough shots. They, they so, are. And that's another great reason he's on my team. Cause he's, yeah, that's, he's what, just that's what I'm saying. Spot on. He just, oh, he's going to, He's, he's got great nail aim. every one of your. He's gonna like he's gonna. Oh, you guys, you guys are going down. Next game. Dang it! I, dang it! <laughs> so from all of us here, from Pod, James Pods, um, and from Alabama Dog as well. Thank I mean, you, Alabama Dog. Even though he couldn't Dog. be here, even though he couldn't be, he can make it this time. You know, if you, look look up, see when his next speaking engagement um, is, or his next uh, university session is, and uh, good luck. Anyway, Carlin. It's been good. Aaron, talk to you next time. Bye. Atomic Geeks Podcasting Network.